Happy Sunday, everybody. It's Asif, and I'm here to do an episode. Obviously, it's episode 84 of the original and the greatest 84 to ever play the game, Randy Gene Moss. Um, so essentially, you know, obviously, for those of you who don't know, Randy Moss is one of my favorite, obviously my favorite uh, football players. Um, you know, I got inspired to play after watching him. Um, and so, you know, hopefully, you know, this episode, it will be kind of pretty short and brief, but Hopefully you guys find some insightful out of this episode. So uh, Randy obviously was drafted by the Vikings in 1998. Um, essentially top overall, not sorry, not top overall pick, but a lottery pick. Um, and, you know, essentially from there, you know, obviously he burst on the scene, you know, Minnesota in 1998. He set rookie records in receiving yards, touchdowns. And um, if, you know, to put in perspective, you know, the Vikings were 9-7 and seven prior to Randy getting there. And then, um, you know, the 1998 season, they went 15-1. and En route to the NFC Championship game, which, you know, um, albeit a Gary Anderson missed kick, um, they would have made a Super Bowl appearance, potentially uh, first of all, Super Bowl went to that franchise. So, um, you know, needless to say, his impact, you know, was pretty, was felt. <laughs> he still holds that rookie T record, um, even though Justin Jefferson broke his receiving yards record. And, um, you know, he he he... he Came onto the scene with Chris Carter, and he kind of just really, you know, embodied the type of player who didn't really care so much about the perception of kind of not having, not being the guy who, who fans per se, like outside Minnesota fans who, who fans may or may not be able to gravitate to, is very polarized, right? Um, 99, 2000, you know, the Vikings continued to enjoy success. I don't know if you guys can see it, but this guy right here, Chris Dishman, um, you know, he basically was part of that 2000 Vikings team that made a NFC Championship game run. Um, and, you know, so the Vikings were able to kind of get close to re reaching the, the, the pinnacle, but they ended up falling short, you know, you know, right before, you know, the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, kind of to summarize Randy's, um, you know, Minnesota tenure, he basically, you know, had, you know, just amazing seasons from 98 up through 04 and um, yeah, essentially kind of just really helped that team, you know, make multiple NFC championship game appearances, um, you know, really deep playoff runs and, um, you know, setting records, you know, that were, you know, a lot of them still untouchable, you know, I've that rookie CTD record is <laughs> yet to be touched, um, you know, and obviously like, you know, helping the team, helping the team kind of turn, turn around. That's just how dominant it is. It's how dominant he was. And I think, um, you know, the defensive back, I want to say, yeah, D'Angelo Hall basically said Randy was the most was the most dangerous uh, receiver he had to play against because of his underrated route running ability. That's how he was able to get open. Although he relied heavily on his athleticism and speed, he was very much an underrated route runner. Um, after Minnesota, um, you know, he kind of, I mean, Randy's career took a, took a different turn in the sense that, you know, he was, he was just struggling. And, um, you know, he basically had to, he, he, he found himself, you know, get traded to Oakland. And, um, you know, that was not a, a good a good run by any means. You know, he had basically put on the team by saying he plays what he wants to. And um, you know, he really felt like, you know, the team wasn't putting together a, a winning culture, a winning organization that was, that was up to par with, with his standards, you know. Um, and obviously caliber player of his, of his caliber, you know, definitely should have the highest standards, the highest of standards for organization. So I think, you know, they even gave him a reward, but that didn't really do much for him. So around the, right before the draft, so in 2007, during the draft, 
think day one or day two, I think it was day one, uh, the New England announced that, that they had traded for Randy Moss. Randy arrived there. He ran routes for Bill Belichick, and he basically, Bill, Bill was just, you know, in shock and awe from his workout, and Randy basically proved that he could still get out there and play. A lot of the critic, criticism was the fact that he had not been dominated for almost two to three years since he was in Minnesota. And, um, you know, that was basically <laughs> that. They were about to see why Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time with that trade. Um, after basically Randy arrived in New England, um, he was able to <laughs> do more or less of what he did in Minnesota and let his presence be felt. I mean, Tom Brady, before Randy got there, well, his career high single season touchdown passing uh, passing high was around 20 touchdowns. Um, the 07 Patriots obviously went 16-0. and um, Albeit they they made the NFC the AFC championship game the year prior and lost to the Colts in a nail biter. Um, you know, it still just it still speaks to you know how Randy's impact you know of of, of a game changing dominating receiver just kind of was 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 just was emanated, you know, throughout the locker room. And, um, you know, Teddy Bruschi was even on record to say that, and he's again a few years later. But anyway, so kind of to summarize it, you know, the Patriots go 17-0, sorry, 16-0 in the regular season, and uh, Randy basically sets the sets another record for single-season touchdowns, you know, breaking Jerry Rice's record, 23 in a 16-game season. Although Jerry set his uh, record of 22 in, in a 12-game season, the strikes were in season. You know, it's 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 it's, it's remarkable to say the least because you know he basically helped Tom Brady kind of cap kind of kind of capitalize or not necessarily capitalize, but basically opt to reach 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 his kind of realize his potential as a quarterback. You know, which we were which 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 we were able to kind of see come into fruition a few years later when the Patriots changed from a top four defensive team to a top four offensive team. And so Tom Brady went, what, he threw 50 touchdowns in that season, right? And so 4,800 yards, 50 touchdowns, and he broke Peyton Manning's record, which was previously held by Dan Marino for most pass touchdowns in the season. So it was 49 and 48. Um, and, yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously the Patriots made to the Super Bowl, Randy's first ever Super Bowl uh, appearance. You know, Randy was on record to say he was the greatest receiver of all time, you know, and then obviously, you know, the kind of people were, you know, were kind of, you know, Dream up for a lie for that. Um, and then, yeah, you know, the Patriots end up getting upset on the greatest two pools ever, the biggest upset, the greatest Super Bowl upset of all time. And, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Randy ended up being meaningless. A couple of years later, he, he ends up, you know, having Pro Bowl numbers in 09. He didn't make the Pro Bowl. He made the Pro Bowl in the first team all pro, you know, that 07 season. But 08, you know, Tom Brady was injured, so he had to work with Matt Castle. 09, Randy basically, you know, had, had, had a great season as well. Um, but he wasn't able to capitalize, make the Pro Bowl. But, um, you know, basically 2010, you know, things kind of really hit the fan. And um, he got traded to Tennessee, then from Tennessee to Minnesota. Um, and then, you know, the things just didn't work out, right? He ended up kind of getting forced out of the league. Stephen Smith was on the first take, saying Randy was the reason when the Patriots made the Super Bowl in the following season um, against the Giants in a rematch. Stephen Smith said the reason why, why Randy's not in the Super Bowl is because because of his own, it was his own doing. So after that, basically, you know, the, he took a sabbatical and then 2012, the Niners, who were just fresh off an NFC championship loss against the Giants, who were Super Bowl champions, needed some help at wide receiver um, for Alex Smith and eventually who would be the starter, Colin Kaepernick, right? <laughs> and that season. 
And uh, lo and behold, Randy worked out and they signed him. And, um, you know, his numbers don't really tell a story, right? I think he had around 600 yards, a few touchdowns, but I mean, he, he or 400 yards, but he, he really came up with some really big plays still, even though he was in his twilight years at the age of 35. And it was just, you know, he really helped that team. Even though the team was loaded, you know, still kind of, you know, make that playoff push and kind of get over the hump. Um, so obviously a lot of that credits the run game as well. You know, Harbaugh, Kaepernick, and then obviously in the Super Bowl, you know, he falls comes to short again. You know, it's funny, both range Super Bowls, he he lost by a margin of three points. You know, the first one, Super Bowl 42, uh, final score was, if I'm not mistaken, was it 17-14? And then Super Bowl 47, final score was around, hmm, what was it, 34-31, right? So Randy was just one of those dogs. I mean, he just came on the field, burst onto the field, made his presence fell. He was a dog as a receiver. He was a dog as a... As, 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 as a competitor, you know, and he, he would make, he'd make you feel his presence. So, I mean, these were the reasons why I was a Randy Moss fan. I know many people didn't, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way and kind of, you know, his comments on quitting, you know, some, you know, not being able to go up the middle, not being able to kind of be a playmaker in big moments per se, which I mean, I, I think is somewhat debatable, but obviously not being able to kind of, you know, catch any ball. Like, you know, Jerry could do it all, right, in terms of kind of being able to run any route, catch any ball. Terrell, T.O. could definitely go up the middle. And, I, you know, I have both their autographs on the other wall. <laughs> you can't see it. Um, but ultimately, I think Randy's legacy, you know, is that, you know, he kind of it, – it, he changed the way that offenses were kind of, you know, where he changed the way that player that teams drafted. He changed the way offenses – you know, had to be uh, kind of had had to be game plan in the sense that you know having a receiver who could blow top off defenses and go and just just dominate you vertically had not honestly been seen at that at that level you know to that point in, in the league in the NFL and so Randy is really kind of his his legacy in a nutshell is you know of a guy who really just you know I feel like he was misunderstood and I also think. A lot of it was just kind of Randy Moss, um, you know, just trying to make make stuff happen. Obviously, straight cash homie, famous, infamous. I loved kind of, you know, the fact that he said he'd pay that fine <laughs> that way. Um, but, yeah, I think Randy's, you know, just, you know, and ultimately, you know, we, there's these debates where John about, you know, who's the greatest receiver in terms of kind of Jerry, Randy, because of Randy putting himself in the conversation and, you know, that kind of furthers the criticism of Randy being a self-centered kind of, um, I guess, just selfish teammate. But I mean, I ultimately just, I mean, I'm, I'm just a diehard fan. I mean, I got, I mean, Randy kind of, you know, helping the Niners make that last Super Bowl run before we went to a slump and before we came back to prominence, you know, seven years later uh, with, with Kyle Shanahan and the new and, and the current organization. Uh, it was cool to see, you know, kind of Randy helping us help the Niners kind of get back to that pinnacle. Um, even though obviously, you know, Jerry was reason why the Niners kind of realized that potential to begin with. So, but yeah, I think Randy obviously's legacy is just one that um, you have to really just put, you have to put everything in perspective. You have to consider kind of his coaches, his quarterbacks, the organizations he had to play for. And, you know, I mean, Oakland, you know, he didn't have great quarterbacks. He didn't have great coaches. But, you know, when he had a semblance of a good quarterback, such as, you know, Cunningham, um, Culpepper at his, during his peak in the early 2000s, obviously Brady, the GOAT, 
you know, I mean, and even Kaepernick at some at that point in his career, you know, Randy was able to kind of really, you know, put in some some solid production and you know set some records. So these are the reason why I'm a Randy Moss fan. Obviously, like you know, for those who follow me, IG, Randy do so many love. I was that was right there. <laughs> you know, eighty one the Patriots was the reason I wore eighty one. But anyways, yeah, Randy Moss is is, is the goat in my book. My opinion, right? Obviously, we all have our own opinions, but this is my opinion. That's why, you know, for that many reasons, more, I think we will never see no Randy Moss again. You know, I mean, ultimately, outside of Jerry, I think Randy's just the other only other only other guy you put in that conversation with the greatest. Um, and a lot of our guys have cases too, but Randy's my number two. That's not even close in between number three, but that's pretty much it. Um, so yeah, thank you all for tuning in, and uh, hope you enjoy this episode. God bless.